Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So a tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last episode, our heroes successfully managed to track and subdue Droki, the Darrow terrorist. Taking advantage of the chaos caused by the distracting fire set by Declan, the group escaped the Darrow Gettle of Grackelstug, bringing Droki in to guard Captain Blackskull. Captain Blackskull then informed the group that, in order to secure their promised assistance to the surface, they would have to perform one more favor, this time for the Forge Masters of the city. After some disagreement and haggling, the group agreed, this time securing the promise of assistance in exchange for service in writing. Meeting with the Forge Masters, the group learns of the city's practice of enslaving and mentally dominating a red dragon from birth to use as the city's source of forge flame. This dragon, the Wormsmith, was destined to be killed when it became too old to be enslaved and replaced with a hatchling. The problem of the Forge Masters? Their red dragon egg has been stolen. Their request of our heroes? Find it and return it. Before the group can embark, however, they are met by the dragon himself, the Wormsmith of Grackelstug, the adult red dragon known as Emberchode. The dragon, not quite as controlled as the Forge Masters would prefer, privately tasked the group to report to him before the Forge Masters. Thus double-quested, the group sets out to seek out the tunnels of a group known as the Grey Ghosts the most likely suspects in the theft of the egg. As our heroes attempt stealth to sneak through a still uneasy Darrow Ghetto, Eldith the Shield Dwarf fails spectacularly. Seeking to keep her friends safe, Eldith bids the others to continue on as she herself attempts to lead any pursuers in another direction. So, the three of you do manage to sneak behind buildings, keep yourself from getting noticed, as does Jimjar. Eldith, however, at one point, while you're sneaking between buildings, trips and falls to the ground with a clatter. She looks up at you immediately and just gestures for you to go, 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 go. And she goes the other way from you guys, leading a small pack of interested, murderous creatures. Okay. Yep, I... at some point in time, you got to assume people got this. Yep. Eventually, you guys come to where there is a large opening in the ground that leads steadily downward. It's actually a pretty large tunnel. The tunnels that you guys find yourselves in are suffused with phaserus, the magical fog I've mentioned before, and a lot of fungi. Very specifically, there are two types of fungi that seem to be growing in abundance. One is a mushroom wider than it is tall with a purple cap. The other is a stubby blue mushroom with white dots. You see these all over the place. I'd like to collect a few of both. You now have a couple of these mushrooms. If you want to, you could try and make a nature check to identify them. I'm gonna try that. Ooh! Ooh. 22! Holy jeezin. Oops, sorry, 19. Thought that said plus 4 is plus 1. 
<laughs> okay, well, either way, you're still able to determine that these mushrooms seem to be opposites of one another. They have opposing effects. The purple-capped one will apparently make you grow bigger, and the blue one will shrink you down. Hmm. And how many of these do I have? You have about three of each. Sweet. <laughs> Does Declan share this information? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise. After you've descended a short while, the path splits three ways. To the left is a dark tunnel that leads into a small cramped room with a cleft in the wall. It's rather narrow. Ahead of you is what looks like a foul-smelling pool of water. And to the right, you hear a strange voice muttering to itself further down the tunnel. Muttering what? You can't tell from this distance. Should we go see if we can get a listen in on the voice? Would love nothing more. That's okay. spirit. As you venture into this cavern, a stench of rotting meat starts to rise. And the muttering has turned to kind of an off-key humming from a hunched figure working busily at something at the floor, which you now see is carpeted with humanoid remains in varying stages of decomposition, arranged in a spiral pattern around the cave center. And then the figure, I don't know if you guys were trying to be stealthy or not. Yes. Yeah. That's how I live. The figure straightens itself up, doesn't notice you, but you guys now see clearly that this figure arranging body parts is Bobbito. Oh, that changes everything. I'm gonna jump out and go, hey, little bee. He jumps a little at your greeting and he goes, oh, there you are. I, I didn't expect you to find me here with my shrine nearly finished. Power. No one ever expects me. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, uh, my faithful are finally honoring me. Are you? Yes, yes, yes. I, I sense you are ready to receive my truth into your Declan. Hmm. Uh, before, before that, you have to, you have to let me know. The truth isn't the name of your dagger, is it? He cackles. How did you know? Oh. And then <laughs> gestures at the floor, and immediately. Six skeletons rise from the floor. Oh, little B. B stands for bad decisions, doesn't it? <laughs> you all can roll initiative. Nine. Natural 20. Mm-hmm. Not when I wanted that. 21. Uh, Eric, what's your modifier for that? That'll give you a 22. Okay. Well, Eric, you get the first opportunity to attack. Man... Declan is right in the middle of it all, or I'd have a wonderful spell for this. You're welcome. <laughs> but failing that, Puppy Doe can catch three fortune rays from concealment. All right. Roll the attack rolls on that. Only I were a rogue, but that's okay. That is a 15, a dirty 20, and a 26. Okay, and the damage? Not throwing any sorcery points in this because I'm damn near out. Dill, 24 points of burn. 24? Yes. Before he can do anything else, as soon as the skeletons rise up, you hear a muttering from behind a rock, and three giant bolts of fire arc out and take Buppido out, dead. Ooh, damn. 
By the way, I should mention that each of these skeletons has a rather odd feature. They have two heads. That is unusual. Super yikes. Mm-hmm. How large are the skeletons? Normal, humanoid. Oh. Yep. I wonder where he was getting these skeletons, because, like, most people here are about a foot or two shorter than most of these skeletons. Or a foot or two taller. Brittany, it's your chance to act. Six skeletons advance. Oh, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are any of my friends near them? Yeah, they're all advancing on Declan. He's, like, in the middle of them? Yep. Darn, we're not level seven yet. Okay, fine. Uh, Declan, you ruin everything. Your poor positioning. It's, It's apparently how I roll. It's a talent. Apparently. I'm not very useful against undead. I guess I'm just gonna shoot at one of them, because I'm a bard. Whoa, do it. 15. 15 to hit one? Yeah, and what's the damage on one of those things? It's just a d6 plus 3. I rolled minimum damage, so 4. <laughs> 4 damage. And, uh, yeah, that, that's all for me. Declan already has his inspiration. Oh, actually, it's been a while. That's probably worn off. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll bonus action. Give Declan inspiration. Don't fuck it up. That's so, it. Declan, in the few seconds following Buppido's announcement, he just got himself torched by what are clearly Eric's bolts of fire. And one skeleton, you hear a ping, and one of its skulls is rocked back by a crossbow bolt, but it continues to advance. You hear a word of encouragement from Brittany, and it's your opportunity. Encouragement with air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. You guys can't see. Okay, yeah, encouragement, air quotes. All right, this is bad. Lots of skeletons. I'm usually good if there's one, but two or more, that's a problem. Mm. Well, thankfully, I'm a roguish individual, and I'm going to disengage as a bonus action, leap back, and loose a crossbow bolt at them. All right, roll the attack. 17. Okay. I'm guessing that, that hits. hits. Yeah, that oh, definitely fantastic. hits. Fantastic. And that is going to be, since it's a ranged weapon, I get sneak attack. 22 points of piercing damage. Jeez. All right, that one that already had a crossbow bolt through its skull, you take a crossbow bolt through the other skull and through the one. You pierce it through both and it dies. Again. Almost fantastic. I was trying to make it even. Meaning? One bolt in each skull. <laughs> yeah, ping ping, it's dead. By this point, most of them have approached your guys' hiding place. A couple of them will attempt to attack Declan mostly. Both fail. The others attempt shooting at Declan. Both fail because these are incompetent. So Jim Jar's gonna leap up and he's gonna take a shot himself. Basically, you guys have barricaded yourselves behind some lagmites at the entrance of the cavern and are just peppering these things with crossbow bolts before they can get to you, and Declan, who's kind of gotten himself a little beat up, and hasn't even gotten beaten up, what am I saying? Because he hasn't even been hit. <laughs> He's sitting there dueling them off with his knives. It's unexpected. Right? Everyone's like, oh, Declan's dead. Well, that's weird, he's not. Declan would have been dead had his party members not had more restraint. <laughs> not had, wait, less, wait. Had his party members had less restraint. Yes. Yeah. 
you all know that you are one misaimed punch and a wisdom saving throw from being murdered by one of your party members, right? Yep. I'm not proud of this sword. It just gets the job done. Anyhow, for the sake of getting this over, let's just fast forward this combat because we all know how it's going to end. You all manage to pepper the rear ones with crossbow bolts until they part, and Eldith and Declan manage to swashbuckle and or bash the ones that were on the front lines into submission. As soon as the last skeleton's body hits the floor, Brittany, you notice in the middle of the battlefield, a small light emerges from the center of the floor and then grows until it's the size of a gnome, a ghost of who's just popped out. Says, uh, hello? Is uh, the weird guy gone? Yes. Well, one of them. That weird guy. The small one covered in knives. Oh, he turns and looks at Buffy Doe, who now has his face is swollen and burnt. He has two holes in his chest. The figure, this ghost of a deep gnome, goes over to Buffy, attempts to kick him and phases through. Frustrated, he just turns to you guys and explains that this guy uh, murdered me, wasn't too long ago actually, and chopped up my body. Thank goodness you guys killed him. My name is Pellick. I'm from Blingdenstone, which is pretty far away from here. Who, who are you guys? I'm Brittany. I'm not from around here either. Uh, I'm Eric, also not a local. My name's Bob. That's all you're getting out of me for now. This fellow here, Buppy Doe. I was traveling here, actually, to Gracklestook from Blingdenstone, having a bit of trouble over there with, well, there are a lot of problems in Blingdenstone right now. But I fell in with him, and next thing I knew, he was standing over me in my sleep and stabbing me repeatedly with a couple daggers. Gary does things like that. Sounds like him, all right. I have a favor to ask you. Oh, have another one. Oh, sure. Throw, throw, throw it in here. Listen, if you could take a part of me to Blingdenstone and bury it there, my, my spirit's not going to rest until I'm home. You, you know, buddy, the problem is neither the hell is mine. And I'm further away from mine right now than you are, so I'm really, really sorry. But, uh-uh, sorry, get another taxi. Oh, hell with it, I'll probably be there someday. Any particular piece, please don't say skull. I, I don't see any of my remains around here. So, so we gotta go find some random piece of you from someplace you do not know where it is. Carried around for the gods know how long to a city under here that is nowhere near close. Do you know what kind of day we've had? Wait, wait, there, there! He points in a direction and what you see is a hand on the ground, stands itself up on its fingers, and scuttles away quickly down a tunnel. Oh, no, you don't. I dive after it. <laughs> Just shaking my head. Brittany is like 10,000% done <laughs> with all of this, with the grossness, the skeleton, the, the dead bodies. Yeah, this really isn't your kind of place. No, she just kind of turns and starts trying to walk out of the cavern. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so... We're 100% sure there's no dragon egg in here. Not in this room. The tunnels continue on further. Yeah, I'm gonna go continue on. Yeah. Do I catch the hand? Make a sleight of hand check. 
Damn it. Cast a 22. You do. You follow it in the tunnel beyond and grab it, and it tries to scuttle away from you. You look up, and this tunnel has opened into a natural cave where you see several fungus-looking creatures dancing around. There's no music going or anything, no humming, no singing, just a bunch of weird little mushroom people dancing around. Oh, I've seen where this goes. I'm out of here. Three of them are about five feet tall. The others are about half a stands apart from the rest. It's not really dancing. It's just kind of standing there. Hunched nearby are two larger creatures, uh, quagoths, actually, that look like they're covered with mold and mushrooms. I am hauling ass up the tunnel back to where I came from. (laughs) I've seen what happens when you get too cuddly with shrooms down here. (laughs) Kadar, my lord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brittany, you come in and see these mushrooms dancing well, and Declan just scuttles up and nope, 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 back towards you. Oh, hey, it's a bad day down there. We shouldn't go there. There's mushrooms, and you know what happens when there's mushrooms. Oh, yep, hell with that. Nope out of this room. That leaves two other tunnels you could potentially head down. Get out of the trine room. You could try and cross this murky pool. There's a tunnel on the other side. That seems to continue on. Or if you go into the other room, the only tunnel that goes on is only about foot and a half wide. It's not large enough for anyone of the party to squeeze through, except Jim Jar. So, not that way. Okay. Eric is looking pretty exhausted because he is getting tapped out of pretty much all of his resources. Motions for a halt, leans up against the wall. Okay, follow me on this here. We get out, we go back to our hotel room. Catch 40 winks. We buy like six barrels of oil. We come down here we dump the oil down from the entrance, let it disperse for a minute, and then light it all on fire. The dragon egg will be fine. Yeah, seems legit. Oh, well, it sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. We grab Eldith and Jim Jar, we leave. Because we're tired of people asking us for favors when they're not offering anything of value in return. <laughs> oh, I did pick up so- the hand. Yes, you do have a hand that is wriggling, wearing a, a gnome-sized hand, wearing an obsidian stone ring on one finger. Uh, it's starting to get a little grabby. I'm going to stuff it in my bag of holding. Hey, Declan, I swear to everything that is holy and burns, if that damn thing asks us to take a side trip, I'm nailing it to something and lighting it on fire. <laughs> oh. Oh, get me wrong, I'm not going out of my way. I'm just hoping if I happen to pass through there and drop this hand off that I might get some kind of, I don't know, ghost blessing. Why would anything pay off down here? Oh, you never know. Things tend to work out for me. I just sigh deeply and shake my head and move on. (laughs) (laughs) I have to mention something important. O'Malley, who had been perched on your head, just immediately scuttles into your bag. I believe he thinks he sees a friend. No, no, you don't want anything to do with that, big ol'. Alright, he'll he'll learn the hard way and come crawling back out. He'll scuttle up and just look sufficiently cowed. But I, I have this great image. 
Both Brittany and Eric are tired of this crap. Declan is busy wrestling a hand. So Eric and Brittany each grab the collar of Jimjar and or Eldith and begin dragging them up the tunnels. You come out into the Darrow territory where people are still kind of, although they're terribly beat up and kind of lazily punching each other, they still like kind of lunge towards you and every time Brittany either bitch slaps them away or Eric just like drops them with an elbow or something. You guys walk through and she eventually- does not, she, she does not need to bitch slap. She just shoots them a look and says, I can eviscerate you with my words and cast vicious mockery. Yeah, on the way out. Yeah, you do like psychic damage after psychic damage to these guys until basically they clear you guys a path on the way out. We have had a day. What are those, Bob? Adventurers. And it looks like they've had it. Ah, shit. <laughs> but you'll make it back to your hotel without any trouble where you get your 40 winks ah. saw some logs okay alright okay sleep good breakfast I got my spell slots I got my sorcery points alright shall we barrels of oil yep yeah it's a rather odd purchase but not one that they're going to question or anything. They're they're business people. And you have the fundage to do it, so you grab about four barrels of oil. All of you carry them down into the tunnel entrance once again. And this time, the Darrow, although they growl and snap at you and kind of make rude gestures as you pass, they don't bother you after last night's show. They wouldn't dare. I know better. And the order of operations here is you guys just said you wanted to dump the oil down, let it run, and then light it, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Burn, baby, burn. Disco and burn, oh yeah. Give it a firebolt after it's had a chance to spurt, sit back, and warm my hands on the burning dungeon. Mm. <sighs> sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. I am so sorry. I just have to figure out how to burn this place. It's just... Give me just a moment as I study my map. Okay. It's it's really okay. It's okay. This is fine. That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, Signing off until next time. Thanks, and listening on and the website uh, LayerActionTheCom. Nailed it. LayerAction.com, Declan. It's TheLayerAction.com. Uh, but my version was better. Uh.